Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and this is a classic episode from former host Christian Sager. With the holiday season coming to a close and lots of buzz about dry January in the air, I thought this one would be appropriate. The topic, what happens when I have a hangover? Hey, Brain Stuff, Christian Sager here. Even if you don't drink, you know all about the symptoms from TV, film, and maybe your friends. Headaches, malaise, loss of appetite, fatigue, nausea, dehydration, and more. If you are or were a drinker, then at some point in your life, the odds are that you have had a hangover. More than 75% of alcohol consumers have had a hangover at least once, and 15% have had one about once a month. 25% of college students feel the symptoms weekly. Hangover is like the street name for the more formal term, vasalgia. It derives from kvais, a Norwegian word that means uneasiness after drinking, and algia, the Greek word for pain. But what happens during a hangover? How does alcohol make you feel so bad the next morning? While scientists still aren't certain about all the causes, they have a pretty good idea. So let's talk about what happens when you're consuming alcohol. It enters your bloodstream and causes the pituitary gland in the brain to block the creation of vasopressin. Vasopressin is an antidiuretic hormone, and without it, your kidneys send water directly to your bladder instead of reabsorbing it into the body. This is why when you're drinking, you need to pee so much. Drinking about 250 milliliters of alcohol makes your body expel about 800 to 1,000 milliliters of water, one to four times as much liquid lost as gained. This helps create that hangover, which leads us to dehydration. After a period of heavy drinking, your body desperately wants water and sends you all the signals it can to indicate this, a a dry mouth, even a headache. Headaches are frightening stuff in this scenario. That headache is the result of water thieves inside your body. See, when you're dehydrated, the other organs in your body try to compensate by stealing water from your brain. This makes your brain shrink. Yeah, it physically shrinks. It pulls on the membranes connecting your skull to your brain and boom, massive pulsing pain. Quote, breaking the seal and urinating frequently can also expel potassium, magnesium, and salts needed for nerve and muscle function. Without them, you can get fatigue and nausea. Lack of glycogen can also contribute to weakness and lack of coordination. However, a 2010 study found no correlation between this and hangovers. So the hypothesis is contradicted by the data at least in one case. There are a few other factors at play here, such as acetaldehyde and glutamine rebound, which sounds like a band, but it's not. When your liver breaks down an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase, it creates something called acetaldehyde. This is a nasty customer, and it's more toxic than the alcohol itself. Luckily, the liver uses another enzyme called acetaldehyde dehydrogenase and a substance called glutathione to change this stuff into non-toxic acetate in a short amount of time. If you've only had a few drinks, that is. 
When you drink more booze, your liver runs out of glutathione, and that toxic acetaldehyde can cause some serious headaches and vomiting. Studies actually show that women have less glutathione and acetaldehyde dehydrogenase, making their hangovers potentially worse. You know how if someone sleeps while they drank too much, they won't sleep as soundly as normal? That's because of glutamine rebound. Alcohol suppresses glutamine, one of the body's natural stimulants. When the party's over and you stop imbibing, your body tries to compensate by making glutamine more than normal. This stimulates the sleeping drinker's brain, keeping him or her from the deepest levels of slumber. This also contributes to fatigue and possibly to tremors, anxiety, restlessness, and increased blood pressure. And There's your stomach lining. Alcohol gets absorbed directly through the stomach, and that irritates your stomach cells. Alcohol also promotes hydrochloric acid, like Don King promotes boxers. Eventually, your nerves have had enough, and they tell your brain, hey, get this booze out of here. Boom. You vomit. It's true that vomiting can lessen some hangover symptoms, but it's by no means a good life decision. Finally, hangover sufferers have been found to have high levels of cytokines, which your immune system normally uses to trigger fever or inflammation to battle an infection. It seems that too much alcohol can trigger cytokine release, causing symptoms like muscle ache, nausea, fatigue, memory loss, and more. And you've probably heard that some drinks can cause worse hangovers, and This is true. It all goes back to the byproducts of fermentation known as congeners. Congeners are essentially various impurities in a given type of alcoholic beverage. They combine to create some severe hangover symptoms. Red wine and dark liquors, think like bourbon, brandy, tequila, and so on, have the highest amounts of these toxins, while white wine and clear liquors have a smaller amount. 33% of people who drank an amount of bourbon relative to their body weight reported severe hangovers, while only 3% of vodka drinkers experienced symptoms. So that's how a hangover works. What actually happens when booze meets the body? The severity of hangovers doesn't just depend on the booze, though. Studies show that your genes, your gender, your body weight, and more can all play a role in whether you wake up with a pounding headache or just hit the snooze button a few times. There are ways to manage a hangover, and it's one of those things that's easier to prevent than to remedy. First, you can drink in moderation or you know, you could abstain entirely. Second, if you do decide to drink, stay hydrated and eat something. Today's episode was written by Ben Bolin and produced by Tyler Klang. Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other hair of the dog topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. Plus, for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 